welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, your favorite podcast where we talk about all the great books from TikTok. I'm Caitlin, said it this time, <laughs> joined by my always great co-hosts, Hilda. Hey, guys. And Bridget. Hi. And today, well, not just today, but we recently had some birthdays, so we just want to check in and say happy birthday, guys. Little birthday shout out to Hilda and Bridget. You were a little bit back, but still celebrating you today. Thank you. Thank you. I feel honored. And Gemini season. Oh, yeah. Gemini's. We're supposed Taurus to have an eclipse defended. in like two days. Is it just no? Gemini? We have a full moon. No, we have a full moon in two days. Is it not the full moon tonight? No, it's on the pretty 14th? full out there. Oh, okay. Maybe it's you almost know. there. I was like, we're getting there. Like, you. this is what it should look like tonight. <laughs> I love That's that you really have good. the moon on your your phone. I have a moon widget. Well, so I, know, I, I like that. I want a moon widget. I will Google how I did this and let you know because I don't remember. <laughs> I saw how to do that at like 3 a.m. on TikTok and I made myself like a widget where it has like my morning routine. So it's like, here's what I'm supposed to do. And then I'm supposed to like cross yep. it out on your notes. And Okay, you need to send us that TikTok because yeah. I need that one too. Okay, I, I did it like 3 a.m. nursing. I don't Yeah, know. like how did I get my calendar like this? I have no clue. What? That's nice. Literally no clue. Oh my God. I'm so, I feel like so behind. I haven't done any of these things. It was definitely wow. one of those like I'm nursing and it's 3 a.m. And I was like, yep. oh, let's do this now. Yeah. I had big plans to like rearrange my apps, make them all color story. Now I just like search for the one I want because I don't know where the heck they are. <laughs> it's a problem. The only thing that's organized is like my one that says let's get social and then I have all my social icons on the same one. Oh, you're so cute. That is Speaking cute. of cute, we have a cute game today to celebrate Hilda's birthday. What? We and do. you know what it is? It is special Lance Orion trivia. Trivia. Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> no. This is the best surprise ever. <laughs> I really want to know how much you love Lance, so this was the best way to find out. Oh my god! Um, oh my god! So now the question is: Should we, should oh, we do ahead. it now, or should we do it like later? I think we should end on it. So okay. Maybe it's a little cruel to, to hype you. No, it's fine. It's fine. Tell you, please feel this face is like, oh god, no. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. Well, now I'm nervous, and I feel like I'm being put on the spot. Well, it's okay. I don't know the answers either. Bridget and I, Bridget came up with this, and we were like, yes, we should do this. And she researched all the questions, so I don't know them either. I'll play along with you. And I'll I, be your- I would say they're not super hard. They're fairly easy. Like, okay. majority of the answers are one-worded. <laughs> you look like you're about to take a test. <laughs> It's fine. It's We've fine. lost her for the entire podcast. The entire podcast is gone. She's going to be studying her Lancer. I know. It's like, you yet. better stay off your phone. You can't do any research with the not. podcast. I promise. I promise. Okay. Okay. Well, so Scout's honor. Know, spoiler alert to what we're doing later. But we do have a book to review today that we're going to be going through fairly quickly because obviously we have fun, fun Lancer Ryan trivia to here to celebrate. And guys, I'm just going to level set and say I've got a little bit of a cough. So if you hear my voice struggling, <laughs> See, I feel like we're all like injured parties today. I'm hungover from birthday celebration last <laughs> night. You're right. So Caitlin. we're just – I got my hot honey, water, and lemon here. And we're going to try and make it work. Bridget's eight and a half months pregnant. Yeah. The breeding situation is not that great anyhow. So we're, we're going to suffer through together. But today we are reading – or recapping the second book in the demon queen trials this book is called the lord of embers now we did review book one a couple episodes back so go ahead and check that out if you haven't read it and you are confused about what's happening here but we'll give you a quick background and a quick quick summary of where we're at i feel like the summary is very close to the plot 
spoiler alert, don't think a lot happened in this book. I know you guys kind of felt the same. It was definitely second book syndrome where they just had to get from point A to point B and do a little fillers and attempt to do a character growth so we can get to a badass, you know, main I mean, let's just say you guys talk about a sex scene that I had no recollection of reading that this happened. I actually, I'm pretty sure it did. I was just trying to look it up just now. It it did. It It did. Once you reminded me, but I, for a solid 30 seconds there, I was like, this is the wrong book. Well, okay. So this book, I feel like it took a turn from the direction of the first book because we had this whole like interlude. I totally forgot about this until you said it when they go to like hell. Oh yeah. Let's get into that. Let's get into that a little bit. But first, let's drop into- Yeah, it was – the whole thing was very weird, and I really want to talk about that. So where we left off – now, I just want to say this book features two sort of demon characters. You have an incubus and a succubus. Now, when I was trying to research this recap, I was like, let me make sure I am talking about incubus the right way. (laughs) Let me just do a good old Google. You know what came back? Charm. The The band. (laughs) The band. The band Incubus. I was like, wow, I have not even heard of them. Like, it just unlocked a core memory for me. Right. I wish you were here. Wish you were here. Such yes. a great song. Also, fun fact, when like the Google search terms popped up, the guitarist actually co-wrote part of the song or was part of the Avicii Wake Me Up song. Oh. Love that song. Random fact. So this is all your Incubus knowledge. None of this explained to you what an Incubus <laughs> actually is, but I felt like it was very relevant to bring you guys back to the two. 2000s with the band Incubus. An Incubus is a male demon, just for reference, who lies with sleeping women and seduces them. That was the official term, lies with sleeping women. I don't know why they have to be sleeping. That feels a little rapey, but okay. Uh, a I mean, succubus- it is, that feels like um, demon behavior, like bad yeah. demon behavior. You're right. And the succubus is the female version of that who lies with, for some reason, they are awake men. The women have to be sleeping, the men have to be awake. So those are your two demon terms. And then let's get into a background in the book. So when we last left City of Thorns, we met Rowan, who is our main protagonist, and she teams up with not Lance Orion, the other Orion, a demon named Orion, <laughs> and agrees to become a spy in Orion's quest to take down the current king, King Cambriel. And so Orion kind of takes her under her wing, takes her under his wing to be his spy because she looks like a demon that pretty much everyone in the whole city hates. Uh, Her name was Mortana, again, which we spoke about how this sounds like a made up Barbie name in the first book, like an evil character. It's not like Morgana, but not Morgana. So, or Montana. Didn't you think her name was I still Montana? Read it as, I still point. read it as Montana. And in this book, they even said it. They're like, oh, what's her name again? Montana. See, I was like, I they're love pre- when books like the first book, they bring up a name and they, and you know, like the reader comes up and they're like reading and they're like, oh, this reminds me of this. And then the next book, they actually reference it. I'm like, see, the public probably thought the same and they added it into the book. Yes. So I'm gl- I always appreciate those little spoilers they put in there for us, I feel. So we don't know in the whole book, book, book one, are you really a reincarnation of Mortana somehow? Or are you separately this person who looks exactly like her? So we had this little mystery. Are you Rowan? Are you Mortana? We don't know. That's where we ended in book one. But again, to set the stage, the City of Thorns is the demon city that is basically right outside the realm of the mortal world. And way back when the mortals were tired of the succubus and incubus ways, and I say way back when, because I think I mean like 1692. 
this happened in. Yeah, because Lost- this is the city of Thorns is like right outside, I don't know, like Cambridge, Massachusetts or something. Right. I don't know if Osborne, Massachusetts is a real place. Anyways, apparently there's demon cities, one in Massachusetts. I don't know if that's condemnation of the state of Massachusetts, which <laughs> I think is pretty cool. Never been there though, so. Well, it does have witchy vibes. Salem. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So in 19 or er, 1692, the mortals attack the demons and basically banished them into this one demon city called the City of Thorns. And this has still blown my mind till this day because they're demons, but they lost the battle against Puritans because of guns. Demons have not mastered guns. And in 1692 or in current times, because this still comes up as an issue. I still didn't find that believable. I can understand like nowadays, but like back in the day when they had like the worst type of gun with barely any aim. A musket? A musket. A mu- yes, a musket. <laughs> and it, it just didn't make any sense to me that it still doesn't make any sense. So they are banished to the City of Thorns, which is why you don't have too much uh, mortal demon crossover. So you have Rowan slash Portana that's on a secret spy mission for Orion who on his quest to take over the king because he believes he is the rightful heir and we have the city of thorns doing their demon thing and that's pretty much where we left off so any other did any other did i miss any other big plot points there well so the biggest thing is that rowan doesn't remember who killed her mother and she knows that it was a demon that had like a shining star on its forehead and her mother was also like burned to death so that's why she has a sphere of fire and so at the end of the book we find out that rowan is a demon. I like how I say any any other things that I left off and those are four very major important <laughs> plot points. She is a demon. She has a shining star on her forehead, as does Orion, and she also has fire power, which I think he does too. There goes he does. Toby. Yeah. That shining star thing is supposed to be the mark of Lucifer, which is supposed to be the mark like of the, the, the light bringer. Of yes, yeah, the kind light of bringer. true ruler. It, exactly. So basically that pits them against each other to be the true ruler of the city. She is I don't think she is Mortana, but she's obviously descended from her. Right. There's right. some kind of connection there which we will unravel a little bit more. And there should only the be book. one light bringer. So the fact that there's two currently facing off with each other is important. And then also, oh, Ryan had made some like what it some pact or deal star whatever star vow or whatever that he was going to kill off her Mortana's entire family. So that means that now that he's confirmed that Rowan is indeed a descendant of her that we're assuming at this point, he has to go through his vow to kill her. So what I'm hearing is I am terrible at recaps and cannot be put in charge because these are all again very valid major plot points that we uncover in this book that I'm like, yeah, no, I think we're good. We got the highlights. If it makes you feel any better. I read this so long ago. I don't remember a single thing however i just quickly skimmed and i was like oh yeah that's right oh yeah that's right so like i've been jogging my own memory but if we had started like from the very beginning i would have been like i don't remember anything the guy's named orion and that's it yeah i needed you to jog my memory for me because then suddenly you said it i was like oh yeah 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 i remember this part great this is a great journey we will all go on together All right, so let's get into book two, which is called A Lord of, uh, not A Lord, it's just Lord of Embers. And when we start on this book, Rowan has been outcasted from the City of Thorns after shenanigans with some other high-ranking members of King Cambriel's court and with Orion, and she basically got kicked out. So we find Rowan in the street. Was she in the street? I have no clue. It's raining, and she seeks refuge. All right, here's where it gets a little weird. I can't remember if she goes to Mr. Esposito's house before she gets into some um, shenanigans with Jack, the demon hunter, or is it after? 
She so, was on her way there. I think the drop off clothes or something because hasn't she been living in the hotel? I don't know. Maybe that. Yes. Well, she went over there because. No, I can't remember. Okay, so we're just going to kick it off with Rowan goes to Mr. E. Esposito's house at some point because it was a friend of her mom's. Yes, it's basically the only person she knows. He's an elder man with a walker. Very much the old man from Up is the vibes that I got from him. Me too. Oh. Old crotchety, but, you know, heart of gold. Yeah. I just found it. She definitely went to go drop off sweatpants for him. So she made it seem like, oh, I bought these extras and they were on sale or whatever. Okay, so as she's there, she goes up, she drops him off, and then suddenly she runs into trouble. Jack, the asshole. The demon slayer. The demon hunter. Hunter. With his gang of hunters and his dad, who is a congressman. (laughs) So they come and they do a whole, like, prepare to meet your maker, demon. And there's a brawl that ensues. She remembers that she is a demon and can be stronger and faster than them. So a fight gets out. and She does get injured, though. She does get injured. I think she gets shot. And then she basically ends up fire blasting the congressman and starts a big fire. And he went bye-bye. Big problem because he's a congressman. He's known because he's a congressman. So she just killed <laughs> yes. this congressman. And she's like, fuck, what am I going to do? Where do I have to go? There's no other place for her to go other than back to City of Thorns. So it takes a while because she's a demon. She should be able to heal. But because she's outside of the City of Thorns, it's going right. to take her a hot second. And I do want to call out one important point there. So she's injured. She got shot. She's realizing, oh gosh, this is not great. Just like for all the reasons you said, I just murdered, dusted a congressman. And little Mr. Esposito tells her, get to the City of Thorns. Oh, yeah. Now. Why is that important? I think that foreshadows a couple things that happen later in the book. One, Mr. Esposito clearly knows that she is a demon and can heal herself when she gets back to the City of Thorns. Also, he's friends with her mom. We knew her mom's a demon. So ergo, Mr. Esposito is probably a demon as well and has been hiding out this whole time during the great, uh, the great, what do they call it? Was there a reckoning? No. I think so. Maybe the great murdering. Yes. The great murdering of the, the Lilu, which is the combined species of the incubus and succubus are called Lilu. So she does have this realization though during her injury and it's that she's a succubus, which means she needs to have sex to regenerate her magic essentially. You know, Um, I could have, I thought she could have done more with that, but it was pretty tame considering she has this right. By the time she made it into the City of Thorns and passed out, I think she was thinking of a certain someone and that helped her healing process. Yep. So she makes it back to the City of Thorns and decides to go back to her parents' house to go look around a little bit more. And while she is there, she sort of comes to the, I think she finds another note from her dad or it's the same note she had this whole time. This is a terrible recap. Again, why am I in charge? Um, I want to say she finds a note at some point. I don't know when. And the note said something about how like he will be the killer of humans. Roll, something like that. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. This is terrible. My notes I'm left skimming. off at this point. All right, I'm going to skip ahead. Hilda, if you're talking, you're muted. <laughs> I literally just read the stupid nursery rhyme. I was just sitting here in silence looking for this thing. Thought Caitlin was I like giving Hilda's me a second. I see Hilda's lips moving a mile a minute. And I'm like, what? What is she trying to say? I'm like, why aren't they listening to me? Okay. Uh, 
the nursery rhyme is the mare of night gave girls a fright but one queen loved him well he lost the throne but seeds were sown in the garden of Adele so she's confused about that poem which was left for her by her parents I believe at this point Orion sort of feels her presence and comes back because remember he has a blood oath to kill Mortana so Rowan slash Mortana again we still don't know what she is officially yet at this point hi Toby also she thinks it's possible that King Cambriel is like her half brother right she yep. does go back into the family archives to figure out who my real parents are and how am I related to Mortana so much so that I look exactly like her yeah so Adele was King Cambriel's mother who Mortana killed in a vat of wine I really feel like we could have gotten into that a little bit more there's a little more meat left on that bone like maybe I just wanted to know how she did it yep and then so in the poem he lost the throne but seeds were sown in the garden of Del. so definitely half siblings so definitely also he shouldn't be king necessarily nope. because he killed the last king yes but that wasn't his father if that is the case right so we assume he killed the last king yeah and so she thinks that maybe he killed her mother to hide the fact that he was not nurgle's the other king's son so Lots that's a secret those are the plot points that she's putting together and orion feels her presence comes back to meet comes back to meet her and they have a little bit of a back and forth a little i wouldn't even say it's really witty banter it's just kind of banter it was a little boring i'm being honest and they decide <laughs> unless i left hmm. out something else hilda or bridget's give me a finger like please hold well i'm trying to figure out like what what is this a swindler king a golden ring to keep his heart alive take the ring fell the king the city will, yet will thrive that's how you kill cambriel you have to also, take i feel like that was very obvious from the get-go like okay well take his ring off his heart is not alive what's more there to ponder Okay, so that was like the clue to be able to kill him. No, he's already dead. No, he's not. No, King Cambriel's got the ring. He's alive. The, the gotcha. fake king. So and she remember- also finds that information from her mom's and dad's place. Right. So at this point, she thinks she has a fairly good idea how to kill the king. She's not sure if she wants to share it with Orion. And they say, if we want to work together and we really want to take him down, then we need to get rid of this blood oath. Because remember, Orion has a blood oath to kill her if she ends up being the real Mortana. A descendant of her in general. Her ass is toast, basically. Basically. While they're making this decision, King Cambriel's forces are alerted that Mortana is in town, of course, and they come running down, basically trying to knock down the door to wherever they are. So they have to escape back to Orion's apartment. And that's where they sort of meet a doorman who, again, not witty banter, just banter about how, oh, don't be such an asshole to this doorman, Orion. He's a nice doorman. And then Orion's like, yeah, he's just a doorman. It's fine. Then we find out the doorman that Rowan Mortana stuck up for turned out to actually be a spy for Cambriel. So as they escaped his forces, the spy doorman, Carl, ratted them out and they're on the, hot on their tail again. Why so they is she wanted again? Just be- is remember it she killed people? Yes. She fire blasted two, two of his court members. I think it might one. have been more. I think it's it like one, one important girl and like friends. Yeah. And Lydia was there, but she didn't get burned because she has firepower as well. Yes. And she's like, it was, oh, fuck. Was it the one that was like obsessed with Orion and wanted to marry him? Yes. Yes. That crazy Psycho bitch. Psycho. So Carl rats them out. 
Cambria's forces are again chasing after them. Rowan realizes her friend Shy is still in town and Orion has a blood oath to keep Shy safe. So she calls her up. They all jump in the car together and Orion's like, I'm going to go take us to go meet the person who can break this blood oath for all of us so we can move on with our lives and finish our mission. Turns out that person is a hell god, right? Or the god of hell. I know he's a god. He lives in hell. So they basically have to drive this car to hell, which was interesting. They have to take a turnpike and there was a whole little aside on what a turnpike actually is. Yeah. So this guy is a level above the demons that are in the city of Thorn. So it's like the normal demons and you have the demons in power, like king, whatever in his court. And then this guy is above them, right? Yes. Not clear on the deity levels we have here, but he's an old ancient god that has been banished to hell and has been around I think Orion said before any of them have. So is it God or Demon? Like, are we even saying this correctly? I think I'm using the two interchangeably. So okay, apologize. You can just be like Demon God. Demon God. I don't demon, offend anybody no. who thinks there's a difference. True. Between the two to me, of them. I'm just trying to do like power status hierarchy. Level. Yeah, hierarchy. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry if I get it wrong. If I say God, I mean demon we're okay we're championing a succubus and an incubus like if you would be offended i feel like you would not be listening (laughs) but you know there's always trolls you know there's always trolls no matter where you go right so they are on their journey on the turnpike which again a weird aside about how puritans made roads with spikes coming out with pikes coming out and then that's how you would find the road go to the turnpike and i believe people's heads were on the turnpikes as well puritans were a dark group i'm just very thankful did not have to be alive during that time i feel like i learned a lot in this book about them i feel like i, I did too it is but this is not my pilgrim story that was told to me um i mean what were you guys visioning when you saw the turnpike cuz then they say it like it got super fast and it felt like they were just zooming and like everything was blurry like yeah. what kind of like that is scene a- in Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory but the original one when they're in like in the steamboat yes, yes. kind of exactly like that for some reason and I haven't thought of this book or this movie in years. But do you remember this movie we used to watch in like school, The Phantom Tollbooth? Do you remember that? I thought of the book. No. I thought of the book you, while reading. Really? Yes. I never saw the movie, but I read the book a lot when I well, was in elementary school. Well, there's this part where like, they're in a car and then they're just driving through and it's like swirly masses. And I kind of got that. So you can just drive on down to hell on the turnpike. And so that's what they're doing. It was interesting because they're saying, well, we, we're going, Shy cannot go. Not really clear where she was going or why she could not go if by going she would die did they have to drop her off they didn't really get into that right because she's human she can't go there she's not dead she's alive right but then she still went through and then i guess they went to purgatory is it purgatory is that way or what so they they go through shy like disappears this part was not explained well at all i feel like i got more visuals on the ghost faces floating by their car than i did on why we're actually doing this like one minute they're in the car they were in the like little ghost thing and then they like went poof and suddenly they were on a piece of grass like much a hillside. like in back to the future the delorean takes off and I was definitely it landed back to the future when i was reading this <laughs> it's landed where it landed and she's and wearing a new outfit it lands in so i guess to get to hell you have to go through purgatory which apparently can last days weeks days years. and weeks i don't think months years 
time is not doesn't go normally there. And Remember, Orion time has, is a construct. Right. <laughs> that they do not abide by. Orion has prepared for this, so he brought all these snacks because apparently when you're in there for months and years, you're going to come out super hungry. Um, so when they got out of their DeLorean and they're in purgatory, they are in Puritan clothes. Oh, this is a little weird because Hell is a Puritan colony. So she's in a black dress with a wide collar. Orion's in a in a big rimmed hat. And Purgatory is basically two caves. They have to go off on their separate missions and they are doomed to see their sins before them and relive this over and over again. There's some demon writing on the wall so they'll know their time in Purgatory has ended when the demon writing on the wall is no longer visible. That he was like in a priest outfit and then she was like, this is where all my dirty dreams come from or something like that. She does say that at some point. I don't know why. I do remember there being a priest like fantasy. It's like another one where she like confessing oh, all her definitely sins. In book talk. She's it was another one of her famous like uh word vomit confessing all my sins and that came out there which really tickled Orion. So they have to head out through oh anything any notes on purgatory. Her um, gasp. No, but I have a clarification on Tammuz when we get there. Gotcha. Great. That's how you say that. Got it. That's how I say it. I don't know if that's actually how you say it. That's how I said it in my head. So I accept this is truth. Okay. I think I just wanted So they have to go through their purgatory (laughs) missions separately and they sort of take their backpacks to snacks and walk into a cave again when it's like a red, I imagine it like a red countdown clock happening, but in demon language and red letters. So in Rowan's purgatory journey, she sees herself being dragged up to the gallows and hung. And she's hung behind like eight other women, presumably witches being hung by Puritans again. So you've got the angry villagers, their pitchforks, and Mortana is hung and she dies. And this is her purgatory where she does this several times over and over and over again. Not a whole lot of news there. Eventually the demon red countdown clock ends and she's out of purgatory where she emerges first and we have not met Orion yet. So she eats all her snacks, waits for him to come out. (laughs) Sorry, I just have to laugh because that is such a like silly, you go through purgatory, you're there so long that when you get out, you're super hungry. Like what? Yeah. I Did she, did anything ever come out of like her experiencing purgatory? Like did she come to any realizations? Did she change her character? Did anything actually happen to her mentally and physically? I think at this point, she's still unsure. She's confident that she saw Mortana die that way. And of course, Mortana in this purgatory looks exactly like her. We're still unsure if it's her or Mortana. Right. Doesn't she think it's like her past reliving? Right. She thinks it's her past reliving itself, but she's not. She's like, I had childhood memories. I don't know how I would not remember, you know, angry villagers pegging me to death. So she's still unsure. Is this Mortana's memory? Do I have fake child memories? This is sort of the the things going through her head. But she's confident that's how Mortana died. She just doesn't know how she officially dies because she's alive. So she doesn't know. Eventually, Orion comes out, stumbling out, and to her shock and horror, has a huge knife in his chest. Very close to his heart. Was it a knife or is it a gunshot, actually, now that I'm thinking about it? I he's want- injured. He, something, yes, he's injured. I want to say it was a knife, which is this the- This is out? Right. This is problematic for a few reasons because the only way to properly kill a demon is to stab them straight through the heart and rip out their heart. So if he is stabbed through the heart, this is not a good look for him. He comes stumbling out of the cave with a wound and she has to heal him, bring him back from the brink of death. Now this is important for a couple reasons because as soon as she removes the knife, he starts to heal back up again because he's a demon. But he realizes you could have just left me there. You could have just let me die and all your problems would have gone away. And she says, I'm 
that's not who I am. You know, I'm not as evil as you think I am. I'm not Mortana is basically the takeaway of that. Right. Yep. It was a knife. He was slumped over mm-hmm. a knife in his chest. What the Fuck. Now, actually I'm book. <laughs> also going to say, what the fuck? Because the reasoning for his knife in his chest was that there was a snake crawling around in his purgatory and he went to go kill it and then stabbed himself. Now, he doesn't really want to get into it. We don't really know exactly why he's so afraid of snakes, but it is worth noting he has a snake tattoo on his arm that's shaped like a noose. So presumably, I don't really know what I'm oh. presuming, but there's also, something there. Yes, but because remember, they're both incubus, incubi. So- they heal quicker when they're, you know, feeding off of sexual desires and stuff like that. So he, they basically kiss, or maybe he kisses her or something like that in order to like heal quicker. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. There's a make out, a post death make out session, which, you know, who doesn't love that? So apparently there's some sexual tension here. Right. So they decide, okay, great. We've passed purgatory. Now off to straight up hell, which is that little Puritan colony over there. So they have to walk through the town. Now, we noted earlier that Orion has an English accent. And so he kind of tells Rowan, don't say a word because your accent is going to stand out to them. These people are spooked by anything. So she has to pretend to be a mute, his mute wife, wife. who has taken a vow of silence to repent for her sins, some bullshit like that. And <laughs> they go to a town uh, where all the Puritans are looking at them funny, of course, because not a whole lot of people in town and new faces tend to stick out. Is there they like women hanging on like a thing or something? Yes, they do pass some people hanging. That's what you said? Yeah, I think. There's something gruesome when they first enter town. It's either that or someone's head on the spike. These two gruesome no, things. No, it's – they're in the – what do you call it? The trials. Which not trial? the gallows. No, not the gallows. Oh, in the, the stockade. Stocks. Yeah, in the stocks. Oh, uh, there stockade. we go. So someone's in the stocks for – I think their crime was fornicating. Yeah, for going into the woods and having sex. Correct. And God the, forbid. The Puritan. Sex underneath the moon. Well, you'll know if it's a full moon because you got that moon on your, your watch. You're, it's you're almost there. Guys, don't go into any forests in the next couple of days, okay? Right. So the Pur- it's worth noting that the Puritans believe that the demon, the devil, lives in this forest. And it's also worth noting that the people in this town don't realize they're actually in hell. So hell is – there's different versions of hell, different groups of hell. And apparently in this version of hell, it's people reliving Puritan times all over again. I would consider hanging out with the Puritans a version of hell. Absolutely. I would also consider driving down the turnpike in Miami in the middle of summer with stop traffic as hell. Maybe not turnpike, but I-95. Ugh. That would be hell. Yeah. No bueno. So they wander in town. I mean, podcast with my my BFFs. Get out of town. This is hell. Sign me up. (laughs) No, just Miami. So they wander into town, they find a tavern where they're able to sort of regroup and figure out, not figure out, but Ryan's trying to remember where Tammuz, the god they need to go find, who is the god who can undo this blood oath. So they talk to the barmaid, who is a chatty and flirty Puritan woman, basically all over Orion. And it's worth noting that she recognizes him and calls him Goody Asher. which Goodman Asher. Goodman She's Asher. Goody Putman. Putnam. Mm-hmm. He's Goodman Asher. And he's like a traveling preacher? Right. Something That's like right. That. She says He says he's a traveling preacher. And then there's the, I have a thing for preachers comment, I guess, that comes up later. 
So he basically spins that story because he's out to go find the devil in the forest. So he's trying to get intel from Goody while also flirting with her. Right. And he tells him, I'm part of a demon hunting pack. I got me and my mute wife over here. We're going to go into your forest. Point us to the the devil. Apparently it's that easy. And she points him into the town after flirting with him repeatedly, which couple notes, of course, on the Puritans, because I feel like that to one woman would have gotten you thrown into the stocks. But- on Goody Putnam, it's no problem to be flirting away with that. I think she was also very amused or like she was very interested as to what his wife, meaning Rowan, yeah, she's like, did. What was your sin? What happened? Obviously, she's mute. She she's not going to tell you, dum dum. She's like, ooh. She was getting off on the fact that they, like the wife was be- misbehaving in a fornicator. Right. So I guess there's not a whole lot of things happening in hell. It's very boring. So we have to gossip amongst ourselves. So Goody Asher or Goodman Asher, aka Orion, takes off with Rowan and they go deep, deep, deep into the forest to be able to go find Tammuz. Now, at some point, it's snowing. They're in these really terribly insulated Puritan outfits. They come across a cabin and they need to make shelter for the night. And this, again, I forgot this even happened until you guys told me a steamy, are we calling it steamy? Maybe it's... I didn't think it was steamy, but a scene a, a scene happens. We get our first sex scene with these sexy two. sexy time. So this was at like 50% in this book. So keep in yeah. mind that last book, we waited almost 75% and then they had some sort of sexual activity, but they didn't go all the way because at the time we assumed that she was immortal. And if, and was it Incubi or Incubus? Incubus. The incubus has sex with a mortal, they immediately die. So he pleasured her and then they just went to sleep. So we went from 75% end book, start new book. They had a little kiss. Now we're at 50%. Like you really got to wait your turn here to get to Don't any get me good wrong. Parts. I like it when it furthers the plot. I just, this was a memorable for me. That's just why I forgot. Like I remember the God's well, name more than I remembered this. It was in his point of view too. And so he is, he likes her. He's obviously falling for her, but he doesn't want to fall for her because of the whole Martana thing. So that's why he likes to insult her. But then when he's in the cabin, his like incubi self takes over. Is that what happened? Yeah. And so then they get it on. So I think a lot of it in the first book, because we didn't know he was an incubus. And she was always like captivated by him and couldn't figure out why she kept falling for him. And then we realized they both were. But now I was trying to figure out, did he actually like her or was that just the power? I think she was also thinking the same thing as well. But clearly they can't not be with each other. They just hate each other. It's a love-hate situation. I think there's less love right now. I know deep See, down it probably is. It seems like more like I right, hate like that Cassie I Cassie like and you. Anesta had a really good love-hate. This is... Just like hate, hate. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Hate, hate. I mean, hate sex isn't bad. No. I mean, but it has to be like really, really spicy. I feel Yeah, this like, wasn't that spicy. It. Again, I forgot it happened. I did too. That's why <laughs> when you were doing the first original, the recap earlier, I was like literally searching through, you know, my ebook to be like, where did this happen? When did this happen? Who did what? I remember it happened, but I didn't remember where. It was in the cabin for sure. It was. So, because I want to make sure we have enough time for Lance Orion trivia. I'm going to skip up a little bit. So they go speeding through the forest. Eventually, they find Tammuz, the god of death. And oh, he's apparently, what's his face? His brother? Lucifer's brother? Right. He's Lucifer's brother. He can, in fact, break, break the blood oath. And he does 
some kind of magic around them that breaks the blood oath. I don't really think that there was a whole lot of anything around there, but I think weren't they interrupted or was that later in the book? I think it was right after point, that. Like right. the townspeople so, came and like busted them and he ran away before they can do the blood oath. Is that how they ended up in the cabin? Because they had to come back, go back the next day. Um, No, they go into the cabin because it's snowing, but I don't remember. He, he breaks the blood oath. They go back to the city. Blood oath's broken. Great. Let's go fight King Cambriel. But wait, there's this whole weird sequence where she like stays and trains with Tammuz or something. Right. So she comes they back. break the blood oath. They head back. They're going to go back to the City of Thorns. And then she's like, you go ahead. And then she basically runs back the other direction because he's going back through hell. Purgatory. Do you have to go back through Purgatory to get out? I don't remember. He, but she basically she like, like drop kicks and pushes him away. Because as they're breaking the blood oath, they're going through that whole introductory scene. I'm Tammuz. I'm Rowan. I'm Orion here to break the blood oath. Tammuz is pushing Orion to say, when I break this blood oath, what are you going Going to do. And in this time period, during this time, Orion details out that he is going to murder every mortal, set the, all the demons free in the city of thorns, and he's going to murder everyone for to get payback for them punishing them and killing off his family. So very vengeance filled. And this does not sit well with Rowan. She, of course, she couldn't even let him die, which really would have saved a lot of her troubles here. And so she realizes, I can't let him do this. I also have the mark of Lucifer. He does too, but maybe I can beat him to the crown, the throne. I just have to learn how to train. And so when they decide to go back, she tells him, oh, I know how to kill Cambriel. It's this book that's under his bed. You just have to get to it. I'm going to go back over to Tammuz. Bye. And like pushes him away and he goes back to the city of Thorns to lay out his plans. Of course, we know from the creepy nursery rhyme, there's not a book under his bed. It's the ring on his finger that would stop his heart, that that's what's needed to take over the throne. So Orion is confused and goes back to the City of Thorns to get his plans to go figure out how to steal the book, which is obviously not a thing. And Rowan goes back to Tammuz and learns how to train because she realizes she really wants a shot at this. So it's back through Purgatory, back through the Puritan town where she sees Goody Putman again, who of course is like, hey, where's your husband? We, you know, some village people saw you guys out in the, the, the woods with the devil and there was a fight that broke out and some of our townsfolk died and, you know, it's very mysterious. What are you doing here? And of course she plays up the mute wife again and doesn't really answer, runs off to go find Tammuz. Um, they're training for just a few moments. Yeah. Or maybe she's begging him to train her when the village people come, led by Goody Putnam, this nosy bitch. She's like, I saw him. She's with the devil. She was because obviously she was just talking to Tammuz. She saw him with the devil. The village town folk actually take Rowan and drag her over to be hung, which is exactly what she saw happen in her purgatory. So of course she's freaking out. Like I am a live person in hell. I don't really belong here. What happens when I die here? So she doesn't know. She gets hung. Um, and just like in her vision, she's hung with like four other women behind her and she dies. Rowan, I'm sorry, not Rowan, Orion in the City of Thorns has sort of this dream of her coming to him and he feels her loss. She doesn't really say what happens. Um, he just feels her presence like she's lost, like she's died. He feels like she's died. He doesn't know where she is, why she, what happened. And he starts to gather his things to maybe go back, I think, to move forward with his plan. Yeah, I think it started off a sex dream. And then in the dream, she's like, you know, I'm not really here, right? And then I think that's why it kind of hit, hit him that like, maybe she's no longer with them because they usually have that like, <laughs> connection that you were talking about. Sorry, coughed, unmuted. Sorry. <laughs> you have to edit that out. But yes. She does have the sex dream and then that's what 
again, he's like, oh, she's not really here. Again, I forgot that happened, so it wasn't really that spicy of a spot. It's but- okay. I only knew because as I was looking for the sex scene, I came across that scene. <laughs> so he decides he's moving forward with her plan- his plans. You know, I guess that's sad she died. I didn't really like her, but again, this is my destiny. I'm the light bringer. I have to go kill the king. So all this time, we you know, Rowan's back in hell. She did in fact die, but Tammuz is the god of death. So he brought her back to life the next day. And of course, she's sh- shook by this. Like she just died. She spelled herself die. And then he starts training her, right? Right. So he's like, I needed you to stop being afraid of death because you've been afraid of death since your mom died, which obviously who wouldn't be and you need to stop having that fear in your heart you're a demon you are not i think this is when he tells her you're not mortana but you have her kin or her ka i think it is her ka her ka again i would have loved some more clarity a little bit on this because it seems like ka is the essence and before Mm -hmm. mortana knew she was dying she put her essence somewhere out there and rowan's parents harnessed it and put it back into Rowan. Maybe this is explained in the next book, but it's not entirely clear, but you get the clarity on the, okay, she's not actually Mortana, but she has her ka, her essence. Yeah, it sounded like when Mortana went to hell, she went with the purpose of splitting her memories so she no longer had to live with the guilt of what she did to her people because she basically set them up to be all massacred and she was the last one alive. And during that process, it removes your ka, which is part of like your your essence, like what makes you, I don't want to say what makes you you because it doesn't make her her. It's just a major part of her being. And so they just basically repackaged it into Rowan. So Rowan has her own personality. She has her own memories. She grew up from a child, a baby to a child to an adult. That's why she doesn't think she's Mortana because she's technically not. Right. And what she's her own being. Tamuz tells her the difference between you and Mortana is Mortana was not raised with two loving parents. She was raised in fear, and that's why she turned out to be so evil. You, despite having her essence, were raised by two families, two parents that loved you, even though eventually you didn't know your dad, it was just with your mom. But she had that love with her, and that shaped you into who you are today, which is why you are different. So throughout this training, she dies, Tumuz brings her back. She dies, Tumuz brings her back. This goes on for like, I feel like a year, because time is different there. Right. So a year in hell world. Felt like a year when I was reading it. Right. I was like, seriously, <laughs> this is this not is over less, yet. It's less than 300 pages, but it just, it was so weird. <laughs> it just dragged in places where it didn't need to drag. We're going to skip over and not really go into this ca thing so, so much, but anyways. let's go into detail about the berries she picked to live while trading. Anywho. So finally, Tumu says, you're ready. And she goes back out into the city of thorns. During this time, of course, Orion goes to steal the book from King Cambriel, goes into his tower, bites off all the guards, sticks his hand under his pillow and oh surprise no book because Rowan totally lied so he's flabbergasted that she lied to him uh has to fight off all the guards pushes the king out of the tower which i found funny because he's like eh, he'll be fine because they regenerate after a little bit of time or he'll, he'll heal so he flies off to go sulk because he's mad that she lied to him and basically now he knows she's probably gonna make a run for the throne as well so, so homegirl shows back up what she's feels going- like two seconds later to do the exact same thing i know Poor King can't get a break, but he's an asshole, so I don't really care. Doesn't she confront him as like, you're my brother? Yes. And he was still trying to hit on her earlier and like wed, bed her and wed her. So she goes she for the king. unfazed by this new, by this news. He, because he already knew, he knew that his dad was not able to have kids. So he knew that his real dad was her dad, but he just didn't care. 
He was after the power the entire time. Right. He thought we would be more powerful together and could create the next round of heirs because she's the light bringer. Real gross, but whatever. Yeah. Lots of wrong parts there. He, which is so funny to me. It seemed like it was no big deal for her to like fly up, fight off two guards, like pew pew, fire. And then she cuts off King Cambria's hand because remember the nursery rhyme says you have to cut off the hand, seal the ring. She's getting ready to do this, but of course she wants to make a scene because as the new queen, she needs to show these people what a scam King Cambria was. So she brings his body back down to the city where everyone's kind of running amok. She has his cut off hand she's getting ready to do her big speech who swoops in literally swoops in on his wings orion so orion actually and steals attacked her when she was in the tower and they have a little bit of a rumble as well and she just couldn't kill him because she has feelings but we can't say that because she won't admit to it but she was like had paused because he could have easily killed her as well so the feelings mutual she finally runs off that's where you know she's like i have your king blah 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 it's gonna kill her And then Orion comes and basically steals her thunder. Majorly steals her thunder, takes off, steals his hand, takes off the ring, puts on himself, declares himself the new king. And And he shows everyone that he's the light bringer, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The light bringer. (sighs) I can't laugh because I'll erupt into a coughing fit. But I'm laughing on the inside. Hill is looking up Orion facts. I just know it. I am not. I'm trying to remember what the hell <laughs> is going on in this book. We pretty much covered it. So now, oh, as Orion's first order of business as king is to kick Rowan out again. So she's kicked out of the city streets back into Osborne, which is, of course, the mortal city living right next to the city of Thorns. And Rowan is... I believe, I don't know why, it's raining again. She's downcast. She's sitting out there. She doesn't know where to go, what to do. And then Mr. Esposito shuffles on by in the rain. And she sees him drop something. So she runs over to go grab it to give to him. And all of a sudden she realizes he's disappeared. Where did this very slow uh, handicapped man vanish off to? He can't go anywhere fast. She picks up a book. And it is a book about demonology and like the ancestry of demonology. Something to that effect. And then of course she realizes, oh, he was maybe one of my mom's friends for a reason. Has been looking out for me. And so this is now what's going to hatch her grand plan to go back and steal the crown from Orion. Yeah, I think the book specifically was focused on trials by combat in order for her to take over the throne. Ancestry, trials by combat, I mean... Same shit. Same Same shit, considering her dad or grandfather or whatever the last king was took over the throne because of that. Right. So that's where this book ends. I don't want to say I hated it as much as I sounded like I did. It was entertaining, but it just wasn't, wasn't my favorite. I, if I had to rate this one, I guess I'd go like, I guess a three. I think I'd do. Maybe that feels a little generous. What do you guys think? I mean, it wasn't a horrible book. It wasn't like top. I think I rated it like a three on my Goodreads. I just like when I was reading it, I read it really quickly because I just, that's what I do. But I feel like it was pulling some teeth there in between. It did take a while to get into. And like anytime I paused, it took me a while to come back to it. I wasn't immediately thinking, oh, I have like a spare 20 minutes here. Let me just read this book. Like I do with some other books where I'm like, I, I'm just so enthralled by the story. I have to finish it. This was like, eh, maybe I'll fold some laundry. <laughs> what I'd rather do. It's just like we were waiting for that character growth and she got to where she needed to go, but there was missing like the key parts of her. Like 
the things that we've loved about her in the first book, like her, you know, unique personality, the way she was such a psych nerd, you know, her clumsiness and all this stuff. Like she really lost it the second book. And she was just like a, a character. It, mm-hmm. You know how in movies when they do the the montages when the heroes are like training and like building up whatever when they go through all of that stuff. That was this book. I felt like that's what was supposed to be happening here. In movies, the montage sometimes is like a minute. This was 350 pages. This was like an hour of that training. So it was just too, it just, it was weird. It was boring. And like the whole, the whole thing about, and Caitlin, you kind of mentioned this. There's like a lot of stuff going on, but we don't really get an explanation for it. So we're just really confused. Yeah. So we find out a lot of good information. Like the king is her half brother we find out that she's not mortana she's changed she shares the car like we find out that orion's main goal here is to kill out the human so like there were things needed in this book to further the plot in order to get to book three however it was just so boring so boring we even forgot an entire sex scene (laughs) i think i think it just needed a deeper level of explanation like it just it was very surface level oh it's her car yeah it's her just it it wasn't making sense the the whole journey to hell and how they got there and like i get it yes hell puritans understandable i get it hell puritans that was not what the first thing i was thinking when i think of hell but yeah but it's just i don't know I think I would have liked to just even a little bit more explanation of what that was. Like maybe it's your own personal hell is what you guys go through, not one together. Like, so if there's seven hells, I think they said there were seven. What are the other six? And why is this one Puritans? Like out of all the dark history in the world, we're going Puritans in Salem? I think they said something about how like the demons were attracted to all of like the bad energy or whatever that was being put out because of all of the things that were happening in that city and they just kept playing it replaying it until it became like hell and so that's why they relive it something like that i don't know it was weird i was like okay this is kind of scary that there's multiple versions of hell and they're all based on human history (laughs) yeah and not not that long ago i mean long ago but not not that long not that long so that was our our take on the second book of the Demon Queen Trials. The next book, so this one was called Lord of Embers. The next book is called Garden of Serpents. Presumably we'll learn why Orion stabbed himself because he was afraid of serpents. So I feel like this is maybe a little foreshadowing. We're going to get into that. That book comes out, I believe, this week. So by the time this has been released, this, so this episode of this podcast has been released, it'll probably be out in the world. The 18th. Thank you. I hope there's some like more development in their relationship, even if it's not like enemies to lovers. It's just like, I feel like they're just, it's being forced upon us. Like we know that there's supposed to be tension there. We know that they're going to end up being together, but I feel like they're not selling it enough. I agree. I feel like everything is just not sold enough. Like we're not committing fully to anything. So we're getting a lot of meh feelings. Meh feelings. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. This book, it actually comes out the 13th. So it comes out tomorrow. What day is it? Oh, the 12th. Today's the 12th. Well, obviously, if you just said it was the 13th. So that is 
our recap of Lord of Embers. Again, next book, Garden of Serpents, comes out tomorrow on the 13th. And you guys can go check that out and read along with us and then let us know what you think about this book. Did it give you meh feelings? Did it finally clear up a lot of things we've been waiting through from books one and two? Do you still love Orion? Do you hate Rowan? We know she's not Mortana, so maybe there's less to hate. I don't know. We want to know your thoughts and feelings, so make sure you share it with us on Instagram. You can find us at booktalkmademe underscore pod. Tag us. Write us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking about this book. We'd love to hear from you guys. Don't worry, we're not done. I have not forgotten about Lance Ryan trivia. But I wanted to get these things out of the way. So don't forget on that note, please like, rate us, review us on however you're listening to us. Those reviews really matter and we really appreciate anytime we can hear from you guys or we see some star ratings come through. So thank you in advance for that. Now that the official book business is out of the way, let's get into Lance Orion trivia. Woo! So excited. So for I'm going to- our girl Hilda's birthday. So again, Bridget has done all the research. There's this- seven questions total. Okay. If there's two answers for a question, I'll let you know. Okay. I'm going to go really quickly because not just because we don't have time, but because I feel like you know the answer because I don't want to give you too much time to answer it. Hilda's the biggest Lance fan in the entire world i'm pretty sure she even has his t-shirt so like did you ever get that t-shirt i didn't i didn't end up getting it because the production time on it was like six or eight weeks i was like i'm not waiting that long uh hello (laughs) that's just enough time for you to get to the next book i know i know i do need to order it and i can sleep in it every night like i said (laughs) we're very very big fan um what's that crazy psycho cindy lou or cindy poo cindy no it is cindy lou (laughs) hilda are you like (laughs) the cindy Cindy lou for lance no, because I'm not deranged. Not yet. I'm only, I'm only crazy. <laughs> Laughter into a coughing fit. <laughs> How to mute myself. So okay, I don't know the so. answers either, but I'm going to let you answer Hilda. I'm going to test my own Lance knowledge as limited as You guys as can just me. go at the same time. Okay, we'll Yell see. each other. We'll see. We'll see how the first answer goes, the first question goes, and then we'll decide what the, ga- the rules are for moving forward. All right, go ahead. All right. Everyone take a deep breath. Ready. And what is Lance Orion's zodiac? He's a Libra. Of course, Hilda got it. Oh gosh, I was like, uh, Gemini? Those are the twins. Okay. okay. It's not starting Next off strong. One. What tattoo does he have? He has an air sign tattooed on his wrist. And he also had stupid the Leo mark from when he was Darius's guardian. And? I don't know. That's it. Okay. That's I'm all I say remember. Those are the two. I didn't know if you were going to consider the um the mark the gilded mark as a tattoo uh, i left it on okay. there as a just in case caitlin's like didn't even realize he had any of those nope i i get the guardianship mark forgot about the gilded mark completely forgot that he had an air sign tattooed on him yeah totally forgot the air sign are you sure it's him yeah okay we'll see it feels off yes. brand lance Ryan with a tattoo really i mean I mean, I'm not doubting you. I trust you in this. I'm just saying I, it feels off-brand for Lance. It's, casual, it's casually mentioned. His tattoos, his abs are described more than his tattoos. <laughs> yeah, you still remember both. Know it. <laughs> um, it. Okay. What are his nicknames? Oreo. Yes. yes. Okay. Caitlin got one. Good job. Welcome to the board. Asshole <laughs> vampire teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's technically what they call him, but I wouldn't consider it his actual nickname. Okay. Do you want a hint? Lancelot? Yes! Caitlin again! Yes! Oh, Good man. job, her dad. Yes. Speaking of dad, what is dad's name? Asriel. Yep. Because we like to use the same five names. Okay. What are his elements? Plural. Um, he's air, duh, because he's a Libra. 
air side and water. Dang. Of course, of course. You this know, when I was the, going through it, I was like... like the pool scene is so important oh, in book yeah, two because yeah. it showcases his magic. In my head, I was just thinking, oh, yeah, he made an air bubble. Duh, air. This makes more sense. All right. Well, this one's going to feel like a little redundant, but what was his zodiac house? Air. air. Are you sure? Yes. No? No, no, no. You guys are both right. I was just questioning. Okay. Here's the final question. What color is Lance Orion's eyes? They are very dark blue. Almost look black, but they're like, yeah. Literally quoted it from the book. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, in my head, I thought they were brown the entire time. It's okay. You know, they're just really dark. You describe it so often that at this point, I just like glaze on over. Maybe I just think his eyes are like black. Like they're so brown, they're black. Yeah, I mean. It's very... Like, how often do you see anyone, like, super dark blue eyes that they look black? You don't generally see a dark blue so blue that they're black. You definitely see more brown, I think. I'm not saying our main man, Oreo, can't have dark eyes. I just – I'm with you. All right, hold on. Um, well, you are clearly the winner. Um, shout like out to Caitlin, though. out of seven. For getting those nicknames. I thought for sure. Hilda would have been like, Lancelot. Yeah, no. I couldn't. I couldn't think of his nicknames. I was like, what? I'm just happy to have gotten one. I do have a good, my own good question. Okay. Ooh, okay. What, when he, in Pitball, what was his position? Oh. He was a runner. Um, (laughs) Not even a position. (laughs) I don't remember the position names. He's a runner. He tackles them. He's Um, an air sentry. He was the air sentry. So I think that is defense. Maybe I don't that I don't remember. I had like one because I wrote a bunch of questions down and I was like, let me go Google some of these answers. And one of them was like, what was his favorite pitball league name or team? And then what was, was his position, his one. number? And then I was like, I would have to deep dive in this book. Starfire, I think. I think so. Is his favorite team? See, we don't have to have to ask her the questions and she knows Maybe. them. I know. I think she has a Lance Orion encyclopedia somewhere. I'm like, she it's, a, it's, does. A le- it's legit love, guys. It's legit. It's not and just. The worst part is, as I was Googling, I found, like, I remember, like, a scene about how, like, Deer's no longer alive. And I was like, oh, I'm going to text them. And I'm, they're going to ask, why is this even coming up on your, like, what are you doing? Why are you looking at this? So I was like, damn it, I can't even tell them. Then I got depressed again. Darius is gone. Well, thanks, guys. This was a great birthday gift. I know it was all fun and games and there wasn't a real prize. But Bridget and I did get you a real prize. And it will take 16 weeks shipping time and you're getting your very own lance orion pickle shirt i'm so excited you love how we had like casually confirmed that you did not get it already to make sure you have no duplicates because we've been doing this all week we've been like what color shirt is the best does she have it or not we're going deep dive back through the chats to figure out if you did get it or not kudos to like the search feature on your iMessages because i used it a lot this week yeah, so you'll be getting your very own in a <laughs> not die. too short, more of a longer time period, but it is coming and we just wanted to let you know. Yeah, it will I'm so be excited. You can wear it multiple times before the next book release. Oh my it God, will it's be all be my nice, podcast. soft and morning. <laughs> it's going to be my podcast <laughs> uniform from now on. I love it. Maybe when we get to a big podcast number, we'll do a giveaway. Like we've hit 50 or 20. I don't even know what's like, what's worth celebrating. Cause I feel like every podcast episode out is worth celebrating, you know? Yeah. We just hit like our major 10 milestone and didn't even realize it. Yeah. 10 was like a, Oh, we have 10. This episode we're 10? Like, That's so many. We're definitely recording 11. We're like, Oh, this is the 10th episode. And Hilda was like, no, it's the 11th. And I was like, damn it. I missed it. Happy 10th to us. Woo! Maybe happy 20th. Be- 12 or 13. This might, no, I think this might be 14. Ooh, good for us. Look Maybe, us. I don't know. 
Like I can't no, do math. No one celebrates us as much as us. <laughs> Gotta say that. Although you could by like rating and reviewing us. Just saying. Oh, I hear a little Liam crying in the background. So oh, that well, might Hilda be went like this, and I was like, "Oh, is that Toby?" <laughs> no, she's just so excited. That's the excitement leaving her body. I pulled up to read. Before we go, I just wanted to give you guys what's coming up next. So next, we are covering obviously Garden of Serpents, but between now and then, we're going to cover the newest Neon Gods series which is called wicked beauty mm-hmm. that just dropped so we will be covering that did you guys did you finish that hilda or you're still i'm through? not done yet no i didn't do any reading today i like slept i finished it this to morning. recover that's fair you had a wild night wild had a good birthday night. night yep so we'll be covering that one and then of course getting into garden of serpents i think those are the next two books so if you want to read along go ahead and find us there of course, you can always find us on Instagram at booktalkmademe underscore pod. Give us a like. We'd appreciate it. And feel free to leave us a comment and let us know. Did you like this book? Not like it? We always want to hear from you guys. And that's it for tonight, guys. We'll catch you next time on the next episode. Thanks for – we hope you enjoyed Lance Ryan trivia as much <laughs> as Hilda did. And we hope you guys got some answers right because we can't do a podcast episode without having a call out to Zodiac Academy, of course. All right, guys, we that's were, it. We were good this time, though. We didn't mention Akatar. So oh, I did. I did. No, I, was like, I mentioned, oh, I mentioned uh, Nesta and Cassian. Oh, you did. You're right. Okay. Yeah, no. It's like our hidden Easter eggs somewhere in these episodes. <laughs> you know At us. least there was no from Blood and Ash, you know. There we go. Give and take. There we go. Okay. So, you know, win some, lose some. Or win-win. Either way, how you look at it. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all for tonight on tonight's episode. We will catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye, guys.